Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're tuning in to our first ever podcast episode, and I'm so excited. We're launching the series with our 2021 Summer Must Reads list. Listen on to learn more about the new titles coming out over the next few weeks that you're going to want to check out. We've curated the perfect titles for your every summer adventure. Whether you want a rom-com as you catch those summer rays sitting beachside or poolside this season, or if for some odd reason you want to scare yourself while you're vacationing in a cabin in the middle of the woods, we've got some really good thrillers to set the mood. Want to escape your family issues by delving into another family's issues? or get an inside view at the personal life of your celebrity fave, we've got you. Stick around because we're diving in in three, two, one. So it's June and I think June is the perfect month for romance The early heat of summer, especially after a long, cold winter, it just does something. Um, I don't know. There's like a tenderness uh, or lightness that occurs after all the frost is gone. Maybe it's the plants blooming. Um, Maybe it's just the sun rays. Whatever it is, it certainly sets the tone for the summer. Um, New York summers, especially in these early days, are just like a romance novel. Sometimes uh, you get a buildup where it's like a simmer, then things start bubbling up, and then it becomes a boil. And then other times, like the second to last week of May, actually, we start off immediately with the heat. Um, And... I think that's a good place for us to start here with this list. I have two titles coming out in um, the summer in the romance category that I think you guys will like. I They're not too hot. <laughs> uh, this is not a PG show, but um, we are holding back on the raw content. <laughs> These are jittero romantic comedies or what we like to call rom-coms. So they're lighthearted um, reads, but they might get your heart racing. And if you're like me and you love romance, uh, you're definitely going to love these two. And they're both authors that you are probably familiar with. So I'll jump right in. The first one on the list is While We Were Dating by Jasmine Gullery. That comes out July 13th. And as I mentioned, if you're a romance reader, you're probably familiar with her work. She has five successful titles now under her belt, which I consider her to be a veteran at telling a great love story. Her first novel was The Wedding Date, which I absolutely loved. I I just remember staying up all night reading it. It caught me off guard. And believe it or not, there the scene that did it is probably an odd scene. Um, it is the scene where the main female lead and the male lead are stuck in an elevator. 
And the female lead, I think her name is Alexa. She pulls out cheese. Yes, cheese. Um, I am a big fan of cheese. I love cheese. Um, and she does too. <laughs> um, not only did she have cheese, but she had crackers and champagne, which are my favorite things. Not so much to champagne, um, but she basically had a whole cheese platter in her, her bag, um, which honestly is something that you might find in my bag. Um, so I totally related with her and I was sold from that novel. So every novel that Jasmine has put out since, I have. Um, and I guess that goes without saying that I too will have this one. Um, again, that's called While We Were Dating. And just to give you a little background on the story here, um, it is a sizzling romantic comedy that stars Ben Stevens, who is an advertiser, and Anna Gardier, who is a Hollywood actress. And she is in between roles. Um, so she is teaming up with Ben to, I guess, either build her profile I think it is, but they, you know, strike up this flirtatious banter between them while they're working. Um, and in true romance, fa romance novels fashion, it becomes more um, by way of a family emergency that, you know, really puts them in a vulnerable position where that they open up to each other. Um, but you know, she is a Hollywood actress and he is a advertiser. So the real story here is whether he who works behind the scenes could be content being the guy behind this big Hollywood actress or whether he will get in front of the camera and join her. So that immediately sounds like a heartwarming tale to me. Um, I am just like glowy thinking about it. Um, and the next uh, novel here in this category it is called The Heart Principle by Helen Hong. Um, you might know her. First book, uh, The Kiss Quotient, it made a big splash, wildly acclaimed um, I remember when it came out, I was so excited. Uh, the lead there was autistic, said so that was a big deal. Um, and then just like Jasmine, uh, Helen has been around just for a little bit, not as long. She has three titles under her belt now. Um, and this one is coming out August 31st. And the characters here are Anna Sung and um, Quan Deep. And Anna, she is a violinist who is struggling with burnout after attempting to replicate the success of a recent YouTube video that she did that really brought up her career profile. Um, and at the same time, her longtime boyfriend announces to her that he wants to be in an open relationship. Uh, Anna 
decides that she wants to be in an open relationship too and goes on a string of one night stands with what she considers to be questionable choices in men. Uh, the male lead, Kwan, he is a tattooed motorcycle riding guy. And I don't know about you, but tattoos and motorcycles are not on my list of questionable male choices. Um, but you won't catch me on a motorcycle. Um, I might lean on it when it's not in motion. Uh, but no, I am not getting on a motorcycle. So I am with Anna on that. Um, but definitely not in the tattooed motorcycle riding guy. Um, but they decide to do go into this one night stand together, but they fail. Um, after a number of failed attempts, actually, they begin to wonder if there's more um, between them than just the possibility of a one night stand. Um, so that seems like that one might be quite the steamer. Um, and you can find out along with me on August 31st when it becomes available. So we're going to take a brief pause here as we go into our next category. Okay, now you might find the segue between the romance category and this next one an odd choice. But, you know, first comes love and, you know, there's marriage and families and then there's life. So this next category actually makes total sense to follow romance. And if you've ever been in a relationship that's gone sour, or if you're like me and your zodiac sun sign is cancer, you know love can go from rainbows and butterflies to a gone girl blockbuster thriller real quick. Uh, these upcoming recommendations have my heart racing in a completely different way than the romance category did. And my neck aching too, because I'm going to keep looking over my shoulder. Hashtag scaredy cat. Here are five of the biggest and best thriller novels that are releasing over the summer season that you absolutely have to check out. The first one on this list is probably the most anticipated book of the season, I have been waiting for this title for, I don't know, it feels like over a year now, although I'm sure it wasn't a year, but I was excited for it the minute I heard it. And so were the publishing um, companies that got their hands on it. Um, there was a bidding war for this. And ultimately, it landed in a seven-figure contract deal for the author, um, and it's been picked up by Hulu. So that will be coming to our screens in the future, which I'm even more excited about. It's always good to, you know, have a book that you read and you love, and then be able to see that creation out on the screen. 
it's amazing. So I'm really excited for this. Um, and I know that you are going to be excited for it too. And that book is called The Other Black Girl by Zakia Delia Harris. It's actually available now. Uh, it released on June 1st, so you can pick it up. Um, this is Zakia's debut novel. Um, and what I found really interesting is she's writing from a place of experience in a sense, because she worked in publishing, um, and she had this, this moment that struck something in her and made her go, Hmm, I should write a book about this. It was a good idea. It worked for her. And she left her job in publishing for a year to write this book. And then, you know, she sold it to them. And the book is a commentary on publishing um, in just working in white spaces, which is really on topic right now. Uh, so just to give you some insight into the story, the main character here, her name is Nella Rogers. She's a 26-year-old editorial assistant who is tired of being the only Black employee in her office. Um, then a new employee joins her company. Her name is Hazel. She's a Harlem-born, natural hair Black woman, and Nella is immediately um, excited about this development and gravitates toward building a relationship with her. It isn't long before the two of them are exchanging hair care tips, attending events together, and just kikiing it up. But soon after Hazel arrives, Nella starts getting these mysterious notes that tell her to leave the company she's working in. And of course, she's suspicious. <laughs> Hazel might seem like the friendly sort, but the timing makes Nella question why these are coming now and what her newfound friend's motivations are. I don't want to give anything away, but this book is really good. Um, and there's a reason why everyone is making a big deal of it. Um, it's being compared to the film Get Out by Jordan Peele and The Devil Wears Prada, both of which were blockbuster movies. Um, so I cannot wait to see this on the screen. I actually wish it was a movie. Um, uh, you know, in theater movie, although, you know, even though COVID is on the, you know, bottom end of things, going into the movie theater to see things are not really high on my list. But if they were, this is definitely something I'd want to see on screen. Uh, again, that is The Other Black Girl, and it is available now. The next thriller on the list is by uh, the author Alex Michaelides. This book is called The Maidens. It is available June 15th, and you actually might be familiar with uh, Alex. His most popular novel is called The Silent Patient, and it sold over a million copies. Um, this latest thriller from him weaves together Greek mythology murder and obsession into a spellbinding tale of psychological suspense. And the main character here, her name is Mariana Andros. She is a 
group therapist who becomes fixated on the Maidens, which is a secret society of female students who are obsessed with a Greek tragedy professor at their university, which is Cambridge, Cambridge University. And the professor, his name is Edward. Um, at some point, bodies start appearing. And one of those bodies is Mariana's niece, um, friend. And Mariana is certain that Edward is behind this, despite the fact that he has an alibi. But she is absolutely obsessed with proving that he's guilty and her obsession spirals out of control. It threatens to destroy her credibility, her closest relationship and her life. Um, And it sounds like an absolute fantastic read. I have it queued up to read myself. It comes out June 15th, excuse me, it comes out June 15th, um, and that is The Maidens. So you're going to want to check that one out too. Now, the next one I have on my list, I'm like absolutely excited for every single title on my list, um, but the thriller category, I am over the moon excited about. Um, if I, I don't want to sound cliche, but the summer is going to be thrilling because there are a lot of thrillers actually coming out over the summer that are really good. Um, I was very ambitious when I started this list. I think I started around 38 titles and then I narrowed it down to 25, um, and I cannot give you an accurate count in this moment of where I am, but I am definitely whittling the list down as I go. Um, so when I started recording this, I was at 25 titles and I, I think I quickly went down to 20. So we'll see where we land. Um, but the biggest category was the thriller section. I think I had about seven or 10 titles here, which was the bulk of this list. Um, And now I have five. Um, But you cannot go wrong with thrillers. And every one of the five ones in this category are absolutely great. Um, So this next one actually is from an author that I love, um, much like... um, Jasmine Gullery and her The Wedding Date book. This was another one that I had me up all night. I fell in love with it instantly. I did not identify with it, (laughs) um, which is good, but it it was one of those things where that you know how you know something exists, but you don't have the terminology for it. Um, So it educated me. I actually am not a fan of thrillers. Um, That's not correct. I would say I'm not really a fan of horror, which thrillers can sometimes toe the line at and Riley's uh, books. Um, They do that. And um, I just told you who the author is. It's Riley Sager. Um, He's the author of Final Girls. Um, That book was absolutely amazing. And I did not know what Final Girls were until his book. I, I I didn't know the term for them, but I was well familiar with what they were. And I 
I like them. I've always loved them. And that was probably the one thing about mystery thrillers and horror that I have always been totally behind. So Riley is coming out with his fifth thriller and it's called Survive the Night. It's releasing June 29th. And in this one, his uh, main character, her name is Charlie Jordan. Uh, Her best friend becomes the third victim of a serial killer who's been targeting college students. Uh, So she decides to pack up her stuff and go, um, which seems the logical thing to do. (laughs) Um, But her way of getting out And this is really a commentary on where this book is set, or rather the time that it's set. She goes to a ride board to connect with someone. Um, In this case, his name is Josh Baxter. And he agrees to give her a ride from Pennsylvania to Ohio because he's heading in that direction to take care of his sick father. But as they're driving through the night, Charlie feels like something's not right. Um, She starts to feel like there's a lot that's not right. Namely, Josh's driver's license has a different name on it. His stories don't add up. And there's a knife in his glove compartment. Hashtag, now that's scary. She's almost certain she's sharing a car with the campus killer And she knows she needs to get away and alert the police. So she starts plotting her escape. The only thing is she begins to suspect that he knows exactly what she's thinking uh, and that she could become his next victim. So what follows here is a cat and mouse game. Um, And it's set in a time where the only way you can call from help is call for help is by using a payphone, and they're in a town where there's really no place to run uh, so the setting is definitely pre-uber and lyft um, and I don't want to say it's pre-cell phones um, but she is a college student so it would make sense that she probably doesn't have the budget for one but it's a scary story just alone thinking about, you know, being in a car with a stranger and there being a a killer on the loose. Um, And as I said, Riley Sager is an amazing writer. Um, So this is definitely one you're going to want to pick up. It is called Survive the Night and it releases on June 29th. Now, this fourth title (laughs) comes right on time and it it was not intentional that I listed it directly after Riley. Uh, these are actually organized by the date that they are released. This next one is called The Final Girl Support Group. How funny is that? <laughs> this is by Lady Hendricks. He is the author of The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. And that goes on sale July 13th. So, Needless to say, I am looking forward to this because I love Final Girls. Um, I just think it's so funny that, you know, the author who introduced me to what the actual term is for this is right before this one. Um, This is a fast-paced, thrilling horror 
which I know it's a horror. It probably shouldn't be in our mystery thriller category, but it's such a thin line. I, I guess we can just call them close cousins. Um, it follows a group of heroines to die for. Get it? To die for. You get it. <laughs> if you're a horror fan, um, you probably knew what a final girl was well before I did. Um, but since I've said it a couple of times now, um, if you don't know what it is, I, you know, this is the perfect time to explain it. Um, final girls are the girls that are left standing when the credits roll in horror films. They're the ones who fought back. They've defeated the killer and avenged the death of their friends. They are usually covered in blood, but they're victorious. Um, so I think they don't mind so much the blood. Um, this novel questions, what happens to the final girl after the sirens fade and the audience moves on? Uh, the main character here, her name is Lynette Tarkington. She's a real life final girl and she survived the massacre 22 years ago. It defined her life ever since then. And she's not alone because she's in this support group um, that she's been meeting up with for decades now that has five other final girls in it and their therapists. And, you know, they've all gone through the unthinkable and they're working to put their lives back together piece by piece. Now, in the novel, one of them goes missing, which is Lynette's worst nightmare, because what that does for her is reveals that someone knows about their group and that person is determined to take their lives apart piece by piece again. Um, so if you love horror films, which I don't remember, Hashtag scaredy cat. Um, you're going to love this story. Um, but even though I don't love horror films, I love, 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 love Final Girls. And I, I, I cannot say that enough. So I am definitely excited for this one, which comes out July 13th. So we are actually down to our fifth and last title here. And this one is actually a juicy one. It is called The Sinful Lives of Trophy Wives, and it's by Kristen Miller. It comes out July 20th. If the title has you thinking about the Housewives reality series, you're on the right block. Um, the Sinful Lives of Trophy Wives is a glimpse into San Francisco's most exclusive and most deadly neighborhood in the lives of the rich and famous who reside there. In this neighborhood, we have mystery writer Brooke Davies. She is the new wife on the block. She's married to a tech billionaire named Jack, who is 22 years old, her senior. He demands perfection. And up until this point, Brooke hasn't had a problem being the Doden housewife. But as she becomes closer to the other wives on the block, Jack starts to worry that she she won't be able to keep the secret behind their perfect marriage since he is not, you know, around to control her every move. And 
famed news anchor and chair of the community board, Erin King, knows all about keeping up appearances. Uh, she's married to a plastic surgeon. Didn't didn't didn't. But her successful career has taken a toll on her marriage. So she quits her job as a Hail Mary attempt to keep her husband and to steer him away from finding a younger trophy wife. And the third um, trophy wife we have here in the story, her name is Georgia St. Clair. Allegedly, she cashed in on the deaths of her first two husbands. Uh, So they refer to her as the Black Widow. And of course, if you're the Black Widow, you are, you know, the main character uh, for people's gossips. So there's definitely a lot of stares and whispers from her around her rather. But um, she is also mysterious compared to the others um while the rumor is that she killed her first two husbands for their fortune she claims to have found true love in her third marriage but as this is a thriller you know something is gonna occur and it does a tragic accident happens and it forces the residents to ask has Georgia struck again? So this is definitely a dishy read uh, that reminds me of the kind of gossip and, you know, I don't want to say trashiness because it sounds bad, but the trashiness of the Housewives series. So if you are into that, uh, you're definitely going to be into this and that will come out July 20th. So that was the final title in our thriller mystery category. So we're going to take another pause. Okay, we're back. And that last category really took a lot out of me. It was only five titles. I can't imagine um, attempting to do it with the seven to ten that were originally on the list, truly needed that break. (laughs) So, and now um, we are going into the fiction category. And I like to think of fiction as somewhere in between the romance and the missing persons, you know, after a body shows up. (laughs) Between that It's fiction, and in this category, uh, there are three titles that are coming up that I think are well worth checking out. Um, The first one is actually on sale now. It is called Girl One. It's by Sarah Flannery Murphy. It is being coined as a book that is like Orphan Black meets Margaret Atwood. It is a twisty supernatural thriller about female power and the bonds of sisterhood. The main character is Josephine Murrow. She is the first of nine miracle babies. Uh, And these miracle babies are conceived without male DNA 
and they're raised on an experimental uh, c- commune known as the homestead. Uh, on this homestead, a suspicious fire destroys the commune and claims the lives of two of the homesteaders. So the remaining miracle babies and their mothers scatter across the country and lose contact with each other. And the story really takes place years later where Josephine's mother, Margaret, goes missing and Josie, she sets off on a desperate road trip to track down the sisters who have, you know, gone into the wind. And apparently they have the keys to finding her mother or what's behind her mother's disappearance. So the girls and Josie, they trace the clues that Margaret leaves behind. And while they're tracing these clues, they're facing down people who seek to eradicate them. And they're uncovering secrets about their origins and unlocking abilities that they never knew they had. And I may be aging myself here, but this reminds me just a little bit of that TV show called Dark Angel that starred Jessica Alba. And I was obsessed with that show and completely heartbreak, uh, heartbroken when it ended. I think it was only around for two seasons. Um, I have the DVD collection. Um, and it wasn't the start of Jessica Alba's career, I believe. I, I'm not sure if Honey came first or if Dark Angel came first, but Dark Angel definitely made me love her as an actress. Um, and I was so sad to see it go. And this sounds a bit like that. Um, m- mostly the DNA part of it, um, which is fascinating to me. Uh, so I'm really excited for this one. Uh, I'm sure it's, it's going to be great. It's called Girl One and it's available now. The second title we have here, it is from an author that you might be familiar with. That is Taylor Jenkins Reid. She is the author of Daisy Jones and the Six. And I don't think I know a person who does not know that book. It was so popular and still is so popular. I think I hear a new person discover that book each day. Um, it, sh- it shows up everywhere. Um, it's a really, really popular title and it was really good. Um, and her upcoming novel is exciting as well. It's called Malibu Rising, and it's available now as well. And the story here, it is, I guess we can call this one a little dishy too, as it it follows that whole, you know, rich and famous family thing. Here we have four siblings, four famous siblings, They throw an epic party to celebrate the end of the summer each year. 
Um, but this year, over the course of 24 hours, their lives change forever. And the main character here, her name is Nina Riva. Uh, she's the one who throws the annual end of summer party. And everyone anticipates this party. Everyone wants to, you know, rub elbows with the rich and famous. Um, Nina is a talented surfer and supermodel. And she has two brothers. They're Jay and Hud. One's a championship surfer. The other one is a renowned photographer. And then there's their baby sister, Kit. Um, together, the siblings are a so source of fascination for uh, Malibu and the world over. And they're also famous because they are the offspring of a legendary singer whose name is Mick Riva. And I don't know about you, but when I hear that name, I think of Mick Jagger. So I don't know if he is the inspiration behind this character. Um, but just the idea of these four famous siblings that everyone is obsessed about. Um, I can't help but think of the Kardashians here. Um, which, you know, is why I say this is dishy and it is in the similar vein of the Trophy Wives um, release that we were talking about earlier. So this party, this end of summer party uh, that everyone's looking forward to, except for the people who are involved, Nina doesn't like to be the center of attention and was recently dumped by her pro tennis player husband publicly. Her brother Hud has been keeping a secret from his brother, whom he's been inseparable, inseparable since birth from. And their baby sister, Kit, apparently she has secrets of her own because she invites a guest without consulting anyone. And by midnight, this party is completely out of control. By morning, the mansion has gone up in flames. I don't know about you, but that sounds like quite the rager. And I am very interested to know what occurred in those 24 hours for that to have happened, for that to be the end result. Uh, but before the, the first spark in the early hours of dawn, when the house goes on fire, the alcohol is flowing, the music is playing, um, and the loves and secrets that shape this family uh, through the generations all come to light. Um, it's a story that, you know, focuses on what is, you know, one forgettable night in the life of this family. And the family has to choose what they keep from each other and what they leave behind. So I'm really excited to see what happens here, what secrets come out. I, I don't know. I, I like family dramas. Um, it's 
an escape from my own family drama. And I think a lot of people are drawn to that. Uh, so if you are, you know, a reality TV fan, you like the dishy stuff, uh, you like family dramas, maybe it's not the Kardashians, maybe it's the Braxtons, um, or another family. This is definitely a read that you might be interested in. I could totally see me reading this beside the pool, um, drinking, um, what is it? My ties? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had that. But when I think of this book and, you know, there being a summer rager going on, that's the kind of drink that pops up in my head. <laughs> All right. So we're actually at the last pick in this category. Um, we have three titles for our fiction category. And this one is called Dear Miss Metropolitan. It is by Carolyn Farrell. It is supposed to be um, a, this is definitely a debut. This author is a extraordinary and original writer. And sh this title explores the intersections of grief and rage, personal strength and healing, and what we owe one another. So that is, you know, the the marketing for this book and it's powerful. I, I can't imagine not being drawn in by that. Um, what draws me in is the, the synopsis of the story and how it's timely in the sense that I've heard of similar stories like this and they are recent and it's kind of like the horrors that you know are happening around the world that you think are not happening in your neighborhood and they actually are. So the synopsis on this is kind of, I don't want to say weird. It's very like mysterious. Um, so I'll go through it. I th they definitely don't want to give much away, um, but they do want you to be pulled in on what this is. And I am completely pulled in. Um, and here it goes. It's about three girls who are abducted and held captive in a house in Queens. Uh, the girls, one, her name is Fern. Uh, she seeks refuge from her mother's pill popping and boyfriends via Soul Train. Gwen finds salvation in the music of Prince, much to her congregation's dismay. And Jacinia, she's miles ahead of her classmates at her gifted and talented high school. Um, and she's a brainy and precocious enigma. So that's the description of the three girls who are abducted. And the rest of the synopsis is that on the night that they are finally rescued from this house, the local residents are lining the block and they're shocked at the crime that's taken place so nearby to their homes and also at their own ignorance that this, you know, is happening steps away from them. Among uh, those residents, those local residents, is Miss Metropolitan. She is a, a vice columnist, columnist 
um, for the local weekly. And I believe she lives like right across the street from this house. And it, it goes like, how could anyone who fancies herself a newspaper woman have missed a horror unfolding right across the street from her? And why is it that only two of the three girls who are now women were found? The mystery surrounding this haunts the two remaining victims who are subjected to the further trauma of becoming symbols as they continuously adapt to their present and their unrelenting past. Um, it's a really interesting synopsis. It's very mystery, uh, mysterious. Um, I definitely am interested to learn what's going on here. I, I have. It's definitely one that I have queued up. I'm so curious about it. As I mentioned, like you know, these horrors happen in our neighborhood all the time, and we think that it it can't happen to us, or it can't be happening next door, and it does. So. I, this is kind of like, you know, when you're driving and there's a car wreck and you're like looking out the window because you want to see what happens. Like, this is one of those stories. So I definitely want to see what happens here. Um, this, this story, it's called Dear Miss Metropolitan. It gives voice to characters surviving unimaginable tra uh, tragedy and it's available on July 6th. Um, so that is the last title in our fiction category. And before we move on to the next one, I think it's the perfect time to say, to let you know that, you know, if you're an active subscriber to our subscription boxes at Now in Books, you're likely going to find one or more of these titles in your upcoming shipment. Um, if you aren't a subscriber, now is a great time for you to head over to nowinbooks.com and join today. Uh, if you sign up to our mailing list, you'll automatically receive a 25% off coupon code that you can use to try out a monthly box. Our monthly plan is a great opportunity to test the waters without signing up for a long-term commitment. So you can sign up for a one-month subscription, cancel it anytime no problem. If you're wanting to, you know, do a longer commitment and jump right in there, you can sign up for our three, six, or 12-month subscription plans. And if you use code PODCAST, which I'm creating specially for you listeners today, you will get $10 off your entire subscription order, which is quite a still, actually, if you do the math. Um, again, that code to get $10 off is podcasts and the site to go to is nowinbooks.com. All right. So we are going to take a pause here before going into our next category. Okay, so our next category is nonfiction. And I actually am very curious to learn how many people love this category. Like, is nonfiction your favorite category and why? Um, I, I read for enjoyment and nonfiction is too real for me. Um, I 
find that I can't read nonfiction books the way that I read other fiction books, like from cover to cover. I find myself having to pause nonfiction. I also find myself not finishing them often. Like I find them to be kind of like how it was when I was in college and I would, I read them like a textbook. So I would read sections of them and you actually can get a lot out of nonfiction books reading by, um, you know, sections. Um, some of them are actually built that way for that. Um, but I know there are a lot of people out there who really love uh, some of the subgenres in nonfiction, like history. Um, and, you know, do it yourself, cookbooks, stuff like that. Like all of that makes sense. Um, but the one category uh, in nonfiction that I think always calls to me are the memoirs. Um, and that is what we have on our list today. We have three memoirs that are coming out over the summer, although one of them is already out and technically came out last month, um, I would say that makes it not a summer book. But since a lot of these titles come out before, you know, June, mid-June, they are also technically not summer books. Um, so I think we're in that gray area where this is totally acceptable. Um, and this title is called Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me Until into the Life of My Dreams by Yvonne Orji. And Yvonne is actually a stand-up comic and actress, and you might know her from Issa Rae's uh, TV show on HBO, Insecure. She is Issa's BFF. Um, and if you haven't seen Yvonne's HBO comedy stand-up special, I do recommend that you check that out, especially if you like memoirs and insight into, you know, celebrity lives, uh, because she sprinkles her comedy in between her, her life growing up, and it is really good. And I don't think there are enough female comics that are getting um, the attention that they deserve. So whenever I see a female comic on stage, especially with these big networks, I, you know, I soak it up. Um, and she's really good. She's well worth the rock, the watch. And this book, it, it follows a similar vein in that, you know, she mixes her comedy with her life and she takes readers through a journey of 25 life lessons that she put together from her own experiences and her favorite source of inspiration, which is the Bible. Um, and as the synopsis will say, you know, this ain't your mama's Bible study. <laughs> she takes her lessons and she infuses it with her wit and heart. And she shares pointers like why the way up is sometimes down and how fear is similar to food poisoning. And that last one is really interesting because fear does poison us in a way. And I think there, there are levels to that. 
And I imagine that she goes into, you know, world depths there. Um, so it sounds like a really helpful guide. Um, but also it sounds like she has her own spin on it, which I think is the whole point of memoirs. And I am really interested to see how hers is. And a lot of people are already talking about how great it is. Um, so you might actually already know about it and might already be reading it since it's come out uh, toward the end of May. Um, again, that title is Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me Into My Life, and excuse me, Into the Life of My Dreams. And that's available now. Then the second one is also available now. And you... It's another familiar name. I, I mean, celebrity memoirs are usually by people of familiar names. <laughs> this one is Chris Bosk. Bosch, excuse me. Um, and it is Letters to a Young Athlete. Chris is a legendary NBA player. He is a Hall of Famer. 11-time All-Star, two-time NBA champion, Olympic gold medalist, and the league's global ambassador. So when you hear that he is a legendary NBA player, it is true. That is a lot of titles. Um, And his memoir is a remarkable story that is infused with hard-earned wisdom about the journey to self-mastery from a life at the highest level of professional sports. And I am not a big sports person, um, but I know of Chris. Um, He is that type of person who, you know, you hear about even if you are not into sports. And you might have heard of his career and how it was cut short by a freak medical condition. And that is definitely in here. And this memoir of his talks about how he was forced to reckon with how to find meaning to carry forward. And he found himself looking back over his path from being a teenager in Dallas who balanced basketball with the high school robotics club to being the pinnacle of the NBA and beyond. Um, In here, you know, he also reflects on all that he's learned from a long list of basketball legends that he, you know, has worked alongside, which is LeBron and Kobe and Pat Riley and Coach K. Um, All the important lessons that he got from them. Um, And they are, they all aren't about basketball. Um, Some of the lessons that he got were, you know, about having the right attitude, the right commitment, and the right flow within a team. Um, And he shares all that with us. It, I think, is a fascinating view into the world of basketball specifically. Um, And it's always like you see these titans uh, on the, the court. And 
we know that they're just like us. Um, but when you, you actually see the depth of their, their journeys, it's, it takes things to a different level. Uh, so letters to a young athlete offers a proven path for taming your inner voice and making it your ally through the challenges of failure and the challenges of success alike. And again, that title is available now. So uh, the next one on the list is our last title in the nonfiction category. And I am really excited about this one. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, celebrity, everyone wants to rub elbows with the rich and famous, um, and peeking into the lives of celebrities through these memoirs are a well-known guilty pleasure. It's why, you know, those gossip rags are so popular. Um, it's why we're always, you know, like, I don't know, obsessed over the the latest headline for a celebrity, even if it's like on social media, like a post, um, it, it makes for good commentary. Uh, and this next one is from a celebrity who I feel like I've, I've grown up watching him on screen. And uh, that's Danny Trejo. He has a memoir coming out July 6th. And it's called Trejo, My Life of Crime, Redemption in Hollywood. And this is the first time fans get the actor's full, fascinating, and inspirational true story from a life of crime, prison, addiction, and loss to unexpected fame as Hollywood's favorite bad guy with a heart of gold. And on screen, Danny Trejo, the actor, is a baddie who has been killed at least a hundred times. Uh, he's been shot, stabbed, hanged, chopped up, squished by an elevator, and once was even melted into a bloody goo. Off screen, he's a hero beloved by recovery communities and obsessed fans alike. By the real Danny Trejo is much more, but excuse me, but the real Danny is much more complicated than the legend. He was raised in a abusive home. He struggled with heroin addiction and he had a few stints um, in prison. Most notoriously, um, it was San Quentin and Folsom, which but based on, you know, the movies I've watched, those are really bad prisons to end up in. Um, so from an early age, uh, before he starred, all of this occurred before he starred in um, what I guess we would consider modern classic films, which are Heat, From Dust Till Dawn, and Machete. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling that there are some people listening to this that have not watch any of those films. Um, so I am once again aging myself here. <laughs> uh, Danny's memoir is told in a honest, unflinching uh, way as he recounts how he managed the horrors of prison, how he rebuilt himself after finding sobriety and spirituality all while in solitary confinement. And he draws um, inspiration from, you know, 
his life of crime and that fueled you know his characters in these films where he was robbing banks um and how he became a, a household name through that um so this memoir trejo my life of crime redemption in hollywood it's a portrait of a magnificent life and an unforgettable and exceptional journey through tragedy, pain, and finally success. Um, and as I say, I gr- I've watched his films growing up um, and I'm really excited to see, to learn rather more about the guy behind the films. Um, and if you are too, this book, will be available July 6th. All right. So we are going to take a pause before returning for our last category. Okay, Reader Fam, we're closing out the genres with my absolute favorite category, Young Adult also known as YA. Honestly, it's a toss-up between YA and romance for me. I do tend to read more romance novels. Hashtag always searching for the happily ever after that I'll never find in real life. Sigh. (laughs) But there's something about young adult novels that I, I love. I I almost want to say that I'm obsessed over. I will say that the young adult novels that are out now or have been out in the last decade are so much better than the young adult novels that were around previously. So I am over the moon in love with how this genre has developed and there are steadily amazing titles being released and it is only going to get better. So I'm always excited to talk about young adult novels and it's actually one of the reasons why I started now in books. And when I I did launch this, um, we launched first with the young adult box only Um, And I think we launched more like a year and a half, maybe almost two years before we launched the fiction box after it. Um, But Young Adult Books is truly where things are at. Um, And for our summer must-reads list, I have four titles that are coming out that are well worth viewing for anybody, whether you are 18 or adult, I find that a lot of adults read and enjoy young adult novels um, as they should. Um, they're, they're really great stories, and I think they go beyond the age range for the audience that they're intended for and have really significant lessons that are well worth sharing. Um Okay, first up and available now is Ace of Spades by debut author Farida Abike MnJ. 
This one is being coined as Gossip Girl meets Get Out. It's a YA contemporary thriller, and it follows two students, Devin Richards and Chiamaka Abejo, and their struggles against an anonymous bully at their private academy that they go to. So Devin and uh, Chiamaka are selected to be their school's senior class prefects. And it looks like their year is off to an amazing start. Not only does their appointment look great on college applications, but it officially positions them each to be in the running for Raleigh Victorian. Um, Shortly after their announcement and these positions are made, though, um, the school students start receiving anonymous texts from someone who goes by the name of Aces. And these text messages are revealing secrets about the two of them. Uh, And this turns their lives upside down and threatens every aspect of their carefully planned out futures. Aces shows no sign of stopping these secret reveals of text messages. And what starts out, or rather what seems like a sick prank, um, really grows and it quickly turns into a dangerous game. And Devin... And Chiamaka, they, you know, join forces to try to put a stop to this. But I, I was actually surprised how the story turned out. It's definitely one of those twisty thrillers um, that keeps you guessing. And this definitely will do that. Um, So if you are looking for a hard pounding suspense thriller, this is the one to pick up and it is available now. Our second young adult title is called Sisters of the Snake. And the authors behind this are actually sisters. They're twins. Um, And they are Serena and Sasha Nanua. Their book is available on June 15th. This book is a refreshingly light, unique, and immersive fantasy adventure. It follows two twin sisters who are separated at birth. One of them is a street urchin and the other is a princess. And the two of them have to switch identities to prevent an upcoming war. So the characters are Princess Ronnie, uh, and she longs for a chance to escape her gilded cage and prove herself. And the other lead character is Rhea, who is the street urchin, and she steals so that she can keep herself alive. And the two of them, um, their worlds collide and everything basically, you know, gets turned around. Um, Rhea and Ronnie are identical twins and, you know, they've been living their lives not knowing this. So the two strike a deal to switch places, uh, but danger lurks in both of their worlds. And to save their home, the thief and the princess have to work together or everything's basically going to burn um, to the ground and fall into ruin. So in this novel, you have 
deadly magic, hidden temples, and dark prophecy uh, prophecies. And um, it's really an action-packed, immense, uh, immersive fantasy. And honestly, love to see it. I, I think we don't have enough diverse fantasies and we're we've been getting that over the last two years and this is the latest um one being added to the canon uh, so if you're interested in picking that up that title once again is sisters of the snake and it is available june 15th so the third young adult novel on our list is actually an anthology um this one features uh, best-selling and award-winning authors that you've probably read um, already or are familiar with their work if you read young adult novels. The book is called Blackout and it's available June 22nd. It, the anthology theme puts Black teen love front and center uh, when a summer heat wave blankets New York City in darkness. Um the synopsis here is, as the city is thrown into confusion, a different kind of electricity sparks. A first meeting, long-time friends, bitter exes, and maybe the beginning of something new. Fans um, can expect charming, hilarious, and heartbreaking stories from top YA authors, Danielle Clayton, Tiffany D. Jackson, Nick Stone, Angie Thomas, Ashley Woodfolk, and Nicola Yoon. Um, I don't know about you, but that that little brief synopsis in the, the middle was really tantalizing. I want to read that again. It's a first meeting, longtime friends, bitter exes, and maybe the beginning of something new. That is exciting. Um, it's also exciting to see all of these top YA novelists together in a book. Um, I have read several of their work and a few of them actually have been featured in our young adult um, book boxes. Um, so um, if you're interested in picking up this latest um, book from all of them combined, it's called Blackout and it's available June 22nd. Now we are officially, well, we're not officially, but we're, we're coming to the end. Uh, here and this is our last title um so we're closing out the genre with this one it is called six crimson cranes and it is by elizabeth lem it goes on sale july 6th this uh story is a princess in exile uh, a shape-shifting dragon six enchanted cranes and an unspeakable curse um, it draws uh, from fairy tales and East Asian folklore. Um, the main character here, her name is Shayori. She is the only princess of Kiata, and she has a secret. Her secret is forbidden magic, and it runs through her veins. Normally, she conceals it really well, but on the morning of her betrothal um, ceremony, she loses control. Um, the mistake seems to her initially like a stroke of luck because she does not want to get married. Um, so this puts a pause on that, but it also catches the attention of her stepmother, who is a sorceress. Um, and if 
you know anything about fairy tales, which this draws from, step stepmothers who are sorceresses are no good. Um, so this stepmother banishes the young princess. She turns her brothers into cranes and she warns the princess not to say a word. Hashtag okay, Ursula. Um, and I say Ursula because she literally stole her voice. So penniless, voiceless, and alone, Shuri searches for her brothers and uncovers a dark conspiracy to seize the throne. Uh, only she can set things um, in the kingdom to rights, but in order to do that, she obviously needs help. Um, and who does she have to place her trust in? Um, a paper bird, a dragon, and the boy she fought hard not to marry. Talk about irony there. Um, I, you know, if you just finished watching the Netflix show Shadow and Bones, uh, the series rather, this is a good follow-up to that. Um, I think um, it is definitely going to be enjoyable. I mean, anything with fairy tales is usually enjoyable. They are amazing stories that are you know, changed throughout the years, but they always re, um, retain that that message that really makes them, I don't know what's the term, original, long-lasting, um, significant. Um, but this one, the Six Crimson Cranes, it hit shelves on July 6th. So with that, we have officially closed out the young adult genre and our summer must reads list. And I have got to say, thank you for listening. And also, if you have made it this far, you are officially my book bestie. Um, and as my newest book bestie, I, I hope I can ask you a favor because besties do that, right? Right? We, we ask each other favors. Um, so the favor I'm asking is that you, if you, if you made it this far and you enjoy the show, uh, let me know what you thought. And if you didn't enjoy the show, also let me know what you thought. Um, whether you are listening on Apple, Spotify, um, if this is a snippet on social media, just drop a comment, um, leave a message if that is one of the capabilities of the platform you're listening on, or, you know, shoot an email. This is a new format for us. Um, I would love to continue bringing you uh, these must-read lists and also, you know, book news and conversations and hopefully author conversations as well um, fairly soon. Um, but I would love to hear your feedback on what you would like to hear and also which titles on this list you plan on reading um, because I think it's very important that you check out these books and I'm quite sure some of these are already on your list. Um, so I'd like to know. Um, again, if you, you like the episode, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast and also share. Uh, sharing is caring. Um, I am hoping to speak to you all very soon with our next list of must reads, which would likely be in the fall. 
But before then, maybe we'll take some time and talk about some other titles that are coming out um, that weren't covered here in my originally ambitious list. I will say in regards to the fall must reads list, I've already started reading some of the titles um, and I'm going to let you know now you better read these summer books fast um, because the books that are coming out in the fall are going to make you push all of these titles aside. They're that good. Uh, So until next time, readers, keep flipping those pages. Thank <laughs> you.